Wolf back. What is going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Rotor Street. RotorStreetJournal.com. We read and feed you fantasy wolves here in a new spot. Hopefully my audio is doing okay here because I am at school, different schedule, getting moved around. But I wanted to make sure we got you our 2022 Rookie Dynasty draft. Going to have some Roto Street legends joining. We just recently completed with six staff members a draft before, obviously, the real draft coming up this Thursday to see where we kind of rank our players, how we would draft without landing spots in mind. Because I do know landing spots will obviously impact our rankings but you also want to keep in mind not over impacting the rankings because of them. How would we have rated these prospects just on their own if we were approaching it today? So I'm pumped to have a few of the guys join me in just a little bit. First, I'm going to show you guys all the picks, kind of add a quick commentary on it as we go to give you my takes. But then I'll bring these guys in, hopefully multiple together to kind of get some debate going. Should be a fun time. We'll free flow. And then, of course, I might have to get running at some point because the schedule to get moved. So who knows? But thanks again for joining as you come in. If you haven't hit that thumbs up button, it does help us continue to grow. If you like what you hear, it is so appreciated, as are any subscribers to the channel. YouTube, Facebook, and of course, Instagram, all your socials. And you can find me at Road Street Wolf. Let's dive in though. I'm just going to show you guys quickly all the opening picks here, starting with uh, the first round. And I'm just going to read them off and you guys can kind of tell me what your thoughts are in the comments, whether you're live with us or the comments below, or again, at Road Street Wolf, hit me up there. But to start the draft, we went Brees Hall at one, Traylon Burks two, Malik Willis. And this is a super flex, important to note that. Uh, right from the top here. So Malik Willis went three, Drake London four, Garrett Wilson five, George Pickens six, Kenny Pickett seven, Kenneth Walker eight, Chris Olave went nine, Desmond Ritter 10, Jameson Williams 11, and then Matt Corral rounded out the first round at 12. So those are the first picks. Just a couple opening thoughts, and I'm excited that Ian's here to join us because Traylon Burks at two. Very intriguing, polarizing pick, uh, in my opinion. He's my number five receiver, so never mind going receiver that early, but going my number five guy, so I cannot wait to hear what Ian's take is on him. I personally went Malik Willis at three. I think in a super flex, he offers that Konami upside that we all crave. He reminds me of the Jalen Hurts, but an even stronger arm the way the ball just zips off his hand. Really love watching him, so out of all the quarterbacks in this class, I know it's one of the weakest classes we've seen in a long time. I thought Willis brought the most upside to the table, and I couldn't pass him up here at three. The rest of this seems pretty standard, although I will shout out Jamison Williams going at 11, especially with all the recent buzz around him potentially being the best player prospect in a lot of scouts' minds, the Tyreek Hill game speed. Getting him at 11 was an absolute steal. My personal favorite receiver in this class is Garrett Wilson, the most pro-ready ready to make an immediate impact. But I did have Mike Tannenbaum on on Friday. If you missed that one, go check it out. He said long-term, if he's building a team, former Jets GM said Jamison Williams is the receiver. He'd be looking at, reminded him, as we just mentioned, Tyree Kill, uh, long-term upside coming off, as you see, off that ACL. Might take him a little while to get going, but once he does, who could be a deadly. So CJ making a really nice pick there at 111, in my opinion. Rest of the draft looks pretty solid. I do think Kenneth Walker for Ian making up for that Traylon Burks pick. I love the, the value he got on him at 108. Uh, it's kind of a clear-cut Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker for me in this running back class. So I've seen Walker go as high as two or three, and I have no arguments because of how big that drop-off is. So that is, again, the first round there. Moving on to the second. I'm just going quick. So, again, if you guys have any specific questions or comments on any of these players, please toss them in 
uh, so I can make sure to address them at the end. I just want to get these guys in here to hear their takes too, because I'm not the only one. Uh, it, they have much different opinions on some of these players than me. So I want to make sure you guys get all those as well. And as you can see, here is our second round where we go leading off with, and I'll, I'll shout out the players who drafted them too. Um, and again, most of them will be joining today. Still no word if uh, CJ is alive. <laughs> Hopefully that is the case. But round two, Emery getting Isaiah Spiller right at the top there with the first pick. I did like that value. Then Christian Watson going to CJ at 202. Sky Moore, I, that one pissed me off because I really wanted Sky Moore going to the Duck at 203. Lots of rumblings about him being linked to the Chiefs. Uh, the Packers are reportedly interested. So when you hear the two names, I mean, a lot of our analysis, what I'm going to talk about is whoever lands the guy that goes to, uh, to Green Bay or um, to the Kansas City Chiefs and becomes that potential number one for Mahomes for Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to be the gold mine. So right now, I, you know, that's why I went Dotson here for Penn State, just hoping maybe he's the one. I've seen a lot of mock drafts thinking he's the guy that falls, a pro-ready just you know, not all that impressive. One hundred eighty pounds, five foot eleven. Nothing screams wow. But the fact that this guy just always gets open. I always think of a steak versus sizzle. There is a ton of steak. An absolute football man in every sense of the word. Maybe the largest, according to Dane Brugler. Maybe the largest catch radius of any sub foot eleven receiver he's ever scouted. Uh, and clearly a target hog throughout his years. 40, uh, 86 percentile in his 40 as well, 4.43. So even though the size isn't great, the speed is there, 32.5% target share. Love all of that. Then Sam Howell went to Ian Pierre Strong, the next running back off the board. I believe the fourth running back off the board. Obviously a combine beast, but uh, a questionable play by Dane. I'm excited to hear what he says there. Kyron Williams to Emory, 207. Another one that I don't fully love. Not a ton of, uh, you know, uh, athleticism there, just kind of a big bruising guy with some receiving ability, sure, but I don't know. I'd, I'm not a big fan of Kyron myself. Rashad White going to CJ. Definitely some pass catching upside, but not a guy that's high on my list. Tyler Batty Beatty, I need to know how to pronounce these names by now. Uh, the Duck taking him so he can help me out there. Uh, SEC blinders, or, you know, potentially on there. I love Zamir White uh, myself. I think that was an absolute steal to get him. He's my number four running back in this class. I get him after six others have come off the board. Just an absolute workout warrior, a beast up the middle. Yeah, he doesn't have too much shiftiness, but still, I, I think this guy, his work ethic, you'll see a kind of thread similar to Dotson, similar to, uh, you know, Zamir White here, similar to Mechie in the next round. I love these guys that are just known for their work ethics and beastly habits. I, I kind of value those intangibles a bit more than maybe the average person that put, puts a little bit more into the athleticism. So that's where I ripped through there. Um, and then, as you can see, as we kind of wind down here, Brian Robinson loved that pick, going to Ian at 211. He was my next man up at running back if Zamir, went, um, Zamir White went. Trey McBride, the best tight end in this class. Like that value by Dan, it's a good spot for him to go. And just rounding out the draft, and then I want to start getting the boys on here. Round three, Jalen Tolbert uh, going to Dane. James Cook going to Ian. So much as I hate Ian's uh, Traylon Burks pick, I think every single other one of them I, I'm really, really impressed with. A couple times he went ahead of me, and I just was pissed, uh, including James Cook going there. I think that's a, a great steal, even if this running back class is, is weaker than most. He's, I think he's going to be similar to Jamison Williams in the sense that we're undervaluing him compared to what NFL teams are going to think. Uh, he's got that kind of obviously Dal Dalvin Cook. Something, something good's running in that blood. So I like that pick a lot. John Mechie going to me at 303. 
I, I love this one. I, again, similar to Williams, maybe that's not going to help me out immediately, but definitely one of the workout warriors, the the guys that all the coaches are saying is a man among the boys here, a leader. Uh, so I'd love to see him go to a, maybe the Patriots as their next slot. Great, but also Packers Chiefs again. They take a shot on him as their, their second receiver pick and let him develop. I wouldn't be shocked to see him become the best they take. So I love John Mechie and then third round there. Damian Pierce to duck like Damian. He's a, he's a bull. Tyler uh, Algier going to CJ. Dane Brugler loves the kids. So I, I love Dane Brugler's analysis typically. I don't know what I didn't see it as much as he did, but solid pick. Wandale Robinson, Kentucky boy. I know Duck is going to be pissed that got stolen from him. I'm excited to hear his takes. Jerome Ford, David Bell, very solid value there. To Ian Justin Ross at 309. Um, you got Zonovan Knight going. Last couple picks here, Jeremy Ruckert, CJ, just the homer pick of all homer picks. And I like this one a lot. Alec Pierce going uh, to Emory at the end to wrap that up. He is in my top. Uh, he's in that tier of receivers. The last guy in that tier for me uh, was a big drop off after them, but I did lump him into a lot of the, the wide receiver prospects right around Mechie, uh, you know, Wandale, Justin Ross, who I took, you know, obviously that insane rookie season was better than T Higgins and then bad injury. Who knows if he'll ever regain that, but I like that uh, upside there. So that rounds out all the picks. I want to just kind of cover first everyone we had did it in under 10 minutes. I'm impressed with myself. I know I can be a little long winded here, but that, that Ian's the first, you know, I'll just go in order of where they showed up here and I'll, I'll toss on Ian given that he had some of the uh, my favorite picks of the draft, but also maybe my least favorite pick of the draft, going Traylon Burks at the top. So what an introduction, Ian. <laughs> How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining the show. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So how we'll do this with uh, the, the writers here is we'll give each of you, you know, five, ten, however long you really need, unless the baseball game starts and I have to sprint out the door. We will <laughs> see what happens. That's what happens when you're at work still doing the interviews. Uh, but we'll have each of you guys kind of talk through your picks what you thought, what you saw, and then we'll move into um, who you ultimately think had one of the best picks of the draft, what you thought was the, maybe the worst pick of the draft, and then also a bold prediction you have for this class. So why don't you start us off, Snow Deal? Maybe start with the top here. I'm shitting on you for for Traylon Burks. Yeah. What is your uh, what is your thoughts on that? Why did you go him at 102? So I have 102 in like three dynasty leagues right now, and I keep mocking and I keep mocking and I keep looking at Traylon Burks and I it's a it's a lazy comp but it's AJ Brown light he he got off the block slow in the combine you can watch it he's been clocked at over 22 miles an hour uh like on like on the field it's that's Raheem Mostert Tyreek Hill speed he's not and he's gigantic he's 6'2 220 he's gonna be like he can be used in the slot 77 percent of the time that's where he was lined up uh but that's just because they had to get him open I mean he was seeing a lot of zone coverage. That's what they use, in, especially in the SEC, a lot of zone coverage. He's seeing a lot of safeties. So he was just getting open. And, I mean, he had six over six yards per uh, route run. I think he had over three uh, yards per team pass attempt, which is A.J. Brown-esque. Uh, he did that at 20 years old and at 21 with mediocre QB play. In the SEC, I have my SEC blinders on, too. That's all I watch. I'm an Alabama homer. Uh, it's gross. But I think – he has the best upside, excluding Jamison Williams. If Jamison Williams didn't tear his ACL, I'd be, I'd be all over that at 102. But there's a big drop off after, after uh, Brees Hall. So I think I just went with Traylon Burks because I think he's somebody you can change a game anytime he has the ball in his hand. If it's out of the backfield, which I don't think that's how they use him, I think he's going to be used 
and the slide is going to be used outside. When he was pressed, he was open. They, nobody presses him because when he gets pressed, I think he had like a 9.8 yards per hour. Yeah. He's a monster. 380-pound bench, 500-pound squat, 325. Yeah, you get, he's a beast. And I guess I get that that case in terms of like if you're going for sheer ceiling it to no one else other than maybe Jamison Williams, who you shouted out, has that type of – you know, Debo, you said A.J. Brown, maybe Debo Samuel is like a linebacker size. Like, I've seen all yeah. these pops toss out there for the ceiling. So, should he hit it, I, I can see that being the solid play there. I personally don't expect him to hit it, but I guess I don't have a, a huge rub against him. So, I'm intrigued to see what the other uh, Wolves here say. But uh, ceiling-wise, I get what you're saying. I do think Garrett Wilson's just a little bit, like, more guaranteed production. So that also could play into what your team needs as well. If you need that receiver that you know will step in and get something done for you. But if you just want that ceiling, you got a solid team, or you're you're in the shit and you just need somebody to, to pull you out, I can see Traylon Burks definitely being a, a fairly viable option there. This um, floor is fine, too. Yeah, you I mean, think so? <laughs> I mean, he, his comp would be Lavishka. It's also lazy, but, like, He's built that way, but he's a better prospect. And I think his floor could be somebody, I mean, super low tier wide receiver three. But obviously, I want to do that one or two. Yeah. The LaVisca floor would not be so great, though. That's, that's what I'm kind of see. the Devo Samuel ceiling, the LaVisca floor. Yeah. Uh, who knows how it will all pan out. Well, you also went, so we'll kind of look at some of your other picks here. As I was saying, as I was going through the picks, like, damn, Ian, every time I say Ains Neem, I'm liking these picks. You got Kenneth Walker there at 108. Were you, expecting him there? Were you excited to see him? And what, what are you kind of thinking there? I was astonished. Also, I'm going to use my worst pick right now. I'm just going to say, you don't have to ask me. Emery, what the hell at 106, George Pickens. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> he has potential, but there's just nothing that stands out there when you have Garrett Wilson. I'd even throw Olave ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Williams. Like That's just horrible, horrible. So when I saw Pickens go and nobody picked Kenneth Walker, I mean, it's an RB needy league. Pickens is not AJ Green. Um, but <laughs> I just – I saw that burst out, out of the outside. I think he needs to be in a certain scheme. I think he needs to be in the right situation. Like a lot of these RBs, a lot of people bash on him about his pass catching ability, but I think that's just something that wasn't used at Michigan State or Wake Forest. I mean, offenses weren't really built for that. Um, I have his comp as like a Doug Martin-esque. Mm. Um, kind of built like that, but I think he's faster. So I think I just saw him there. I was like, RB needy teams, like you got, you got to put a flyer out on that. Yeah. I mean, he's got like one Dane Brugler, again, the guy I keep referencing, he's one of the, the biggest ones I read. He has him above Brees Hall as a running back prospect, which I, I wouldn't do because I think Brees Hall is just far more all around, but this guy's a horse. I mean, Walker is like the horse of this class as a pure rusher did win the award. You know, I, if he lands, uh, you mentioned the scheme, but I think me and Duck have speculated on this one. Like, if he lands in Miami, I know they have Chase Edmonds and I know they have Mostert, but if you put like a, a horse like this to do the early down bruising work and that that Mike McDaniel's 49ers inspired zone scheme, ooh, it could be money. So I'd love that to see him go there, so especially the day two prospect. I would love that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you agree with that fit. Um, why don't we move on to, you know, any other of your picks that you want to shout out? Because I don't, I don't know if we'll have time to run through. All of the guys that you picked, but what are some other guys you picked and what do you like about them? So super flex league, Sam Howlett, 205. I don't know where he's going to go in the draft. He's been mocked. He's met with the Falcons at super. Yeah, 205 is a steal. Yes. Um, I got viewers commenting and they love that one. So, like, yes. <laughs> I mean, 
a comp Baker Mayfield. He ran, uh, he lost four of starters. Like his entire offense essentially left and UNC was awful. And he still put up, if you look at the advanced numbers, he had about the same season that he had the year before, just a little bit less. Um, he's got arm talent. He can run. He's not going to have 800 yards rushing like he did in college. They just needed him to do everything he could. He'd have a floor like 200, maybe a couple of touchdowns. He's versatile. He's stocky and he's built like Baker. I think he has a floor of like a QB2 and he could have a ceiling of like a low end, low end QB1. I think put in the right situation, he can develop. I think a Steelers, anybody who goes to the Steelers and can develop and sit behind Mitch Trubisky for a year, I think that's a good spot for any fantasy quarterback. And something that I listen to the Dynasty Nerds podcast, uh, basically you have to put a flyer on any quarterback. And at 205, mm-hmm. I mean, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks and there's typical teams, 12 teams. So you only have eight teams with three starting quarterbacks. So 205, I think he's somebody who can really get you like a solid floor. And then maybe he's going to pan out like Davis Mills did. Maybe like you can't in the dynasty league, 205 is too easy. Yeah. Especially that too. Like you mentioned the super flex, like it's just, you got to load up on that talent and just hope for the best. And yeah, he might be my fifth ranked quarterback, but I really don't think the gap is that far between him and Ritter and Coral. Like all those guys are, there's probably a decent chance. None of them start this year really down the line. Like I'm not really that impressed with any of these guys ultimately besides even Willis, who I took at one three, I do really like his longer term upside, but even then, like, I I don't know if he's a guaranteed long-term NFL starter down the road. So getting this guy a a full round later than all of them, and maybe there is a shot he ends up being the best. So yeah, I I think that positional viability, the the supply demand, as you mentioned, um, Tune suggesting that you put the team on his back, 800 yards, just as you kind of mentioned there too. It's, yeah, he, he definitely put UNC on his back. And so that, that takes special type of talent. So I can see that. And uh, then, yeah, do you have any other one or two more your guys you want to shut up before we move into your favorite pick yeah. of the entire uh, draft? My favorite pick, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going there. David Bell, uh, what was it, 308? Um, I mean, abysmal, abysmal combine, 47. Um, I just think he's a guy who's going to be able to get open in the NFL. I think he's just an NFL-ready wide receiver. Played at Purdue. He's got strong hands. I think he's just a big guy. Uh, At 308, I think that's a great flyer. Um, I don't think he goes too late in the draft. I haven't really seen where he's been mocked lately, but I think that was a good pick. And then Brian Robinson, Alabama running back at 211. That was a steal for me, I think, especially with Pierre Strong going at 206. Um, I thought that was pretty easy to do. Alabama backs produce. I could see him being even being drafted by the Titans. I mean, they're looking for uh, Derrick Henry's successor. He's not Derrick Henry, but he's somebody who can be a power rusher. He has actually pass catching ability. He had like 35 receptions, I believe, last year. So I think he's somebody who could really fit in. And then favorite pick of the draft was Jamison Williams at 111. Mm. CJ, that was a steal. I don't think he's ever fallen that late in a mock draft, especially – now that he's being bumped up, he could be even like the first wide receiver off the board if people really forget about that ACL injury. He has game-changing speed, and I think CJ had the pick, like the pick of the litter with that one. Yeah, insane. I mean, I expected to take him at 109, um, and then Olave was there. I'm just a big Olave guy, so I didn't. Yeah. But even like, if I could redo things, I might. I might swap the two at this point, especially again with all the hype he's getting. Oh, it's insane. And you, you mentioned Robinson. I love that pick that you had Brian Robinson there. Uh, when I had talked talk to Tannenbaum on Friday, he did say 
that would be his pick for this year's Eli Mitchell. That's the next like later round guy that ends up blowing onto the team. I see Duck waving me away. So we'll get we'll get the big guy in here uh, in a sec. But uh, Ian, thank you so much for uh, joining the show. If you hang around, we might you know we'll see who else is uh, saying if anybody comes at your picks. I know Emery's on his way uh, on here soon, so we'll see if he has a rebuttal for the George Pickens call out. Right. Maybe I can get you two debating. Uh, but man, thank you so much for for joining. Is there uh, any socials or anything you want to shut up before you head out? Uh, follow Roto Street, and if you want to follow me, I'm Maddie and Snowdy on Twitter. Uh, I'm probably going to make an FF uh, page this year because I don't really want to use my personal Twitter for that. So plug me, plug, tune in. I love Roto Street. Hell yeah, man. Oh yeah, I love the. We're still new to the Dynasty game, but you've been a huge addition. Um, Cause you have a, a bit more experience than I do and whatnot. So it's been huge having you join. Uh, we're looking forward to your work coming out uh, throughout the summer here, man. Thanks again for coming on. We might see you back here, but if you got to head out, I totally get it too. I know you had some. Stuff. I'll be lurking. All right. Lurk away, chat away. Uh, we will see you soon. We're going to pull in the Southern preacher himself. The duck. <laughs> what is going on, my man? Duck. It's been a while since we linked up and chatted. How are you doing, brother? Doing great. My wife and I just finally slogged through the housing market, bought a house. We're closing it to start May. And that's just one big monkey off our backs. And I'm I'm just so excited to have a bunch of this pressure off. Yeah, navigating. I, I'm in the heart of it right now. So it's you beat me to the finish line. Congratulations on that. It is not fun at all. Every other weekend, uh, another five open houses, none of them happening. Oh, it's awful. It absolutely sucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, congrats on getting through, man. That is that is not fun. And, now you right time to settle into the, the draft, right? You know, perfect timing. All these rookies landing here. What better time to just be have that stress relieved off the shoulders and, and let you just kind of dig in to everything going on, my man. I can't wait. I can't Absolutely. wait for Thursday and starting Thursday yelling at the TV for stupid picks. Yep. Ending up wrong half the time, you know. That's how it always goes. Oh, yeah. The funnest part about all the like mock drafts and stuff is nobody's ever even close. Like, we don't know a thing, and so much is going to go down between now and then. Who knows if Debo will have a new home or AJ, all this craziness. There's so, especially of all off seasons, I I feel like there's at least a handful more fireworks to be lit off before we we get going. But, man, tell me about your draft. Talk about your picks, which ones you want to highlight. How did you feel about the players you got and where you got them? Well, I was the one that made the controversial pick to take Drake London over Garrett Wilson, and it was purely just like a ceiling play. Like Drake London, when I watched him, I saw a lot of like Des Bryant, Mike Evans-style play to him. He was very good at high-pointing the ball, great with contested catches. But unlike Mike Evans, he actually can give you stuff after the catch frequently, routinely, and he's not amazing on his routes, but he's smooth. And he's fluid on his routes. He can run routes like a tactician. To me, he's the leading guy to get like 13 touchdowns a year. And if you uh, can get that and he gives you 900 to 1,100 yards like Mike Evans, you've got an absolute stud right there. And he seemed well worth a dart throw at four. Um, I also picked Ritter over Williams. And I had Williams queued up and typed in. Mm. And I kind of – talked myself out of it because Ritter offers Konami light upside. He's a very, very strong runner. He's a, he's like a game manager's best friend. He has very good mechanics, but sometimes he gets a little too aggressive 
and that could be sort of his downfall. But I really like what he can do. He every year he just improved on his game, improved on his game, improved on his game. And that tells me he's a student of the game and he is willing to be coach. He's very very coachable guy, and there's just a lot to like there. I like all that. I still, as you cannot let you off the hook for not taking Jameson Williams. Like hypothetical and all the things you're saying are good. And like similar to what I I, was saying, whoever lands in Pittsburgh behind Trubisky one has starting upside from day one, because it's fucking Trubisky they have to break up. But two, it's a good organization. He could land there and be a great fit and all that. And even still over Jameson Williams, it blows my mind. Doc, Come on. There was part of me playing a little bit of gamesmanship. I thought that I might be able to get him to snake through. People afraid of that injury so late no. in the year. I might be able to snake him through, but no. CJ. I think that's going to be the lowest anybody ever sees him go from here on out. What was the quote today that came out? There was you know, an NFL exec saying he is going to be the next Tyree kill his game speed. I don't know if you saw all that, but the more and more of this, that keeps coming up. And again, Cannonball saying that same exact thing a couple days ago on the podcast, Tyree kill. Yeah, you, I can't let you off the hook there. I cannot agree. I like your radar analysis. I get all the things you're bringing up, but mm-hmm. not over Jamison Williams. <laughs> yeah, if he if he doesn't hurt himself, he's – you could very easily convince me he's the 101 over Brees Hall. Yeah, I would, right? I'd be more than willing to listen to it. Yeah, and so if we're just a year away from that complete form regaining, like I think we're all kind of – we've all been undervaluing him and anybody that did early rookie drafts and got him – Anywhere after, I, again, I, I have the six pick in our league. I don't want to give away what I'm going to do, but I took Olave and ours here at nine, and I, I don't, I still t- don't think I would do that again. I think Jamison Williams is going to keep creeping up here. Uh, is that your, is that, I don't, I don't want to, you know, cut to the chase of who your favorite pick of the draft, but do you agree with Ian that was the best pick of the draft, or do you have somebody else in mind for that? Yeah, that one was probably the best pick of the draft. The other one that might be, uh, Toons touched on it is I'm a little higher on Sam Howell than most. Okay. He's the best deep ball thrower in the class, and I don't think it's very close. Nice. All right. Yeah. He re- he's every year he he got better. He carried UNC last year with nothing, and we saw what he was coming in thirty eight touchdowns as a fre- as a true freshman in the last well maybe a redshirt freshman I don't recall for sure, but as a freshman thirty eight mm-hmm. touchdowns demonstrating that poise to handle that in what was then a very competitive ACC that speaks very very well to me about his ability to translate to the next level. I don't think he's going to be some game breaker quarterback, but sort of like what we thought Baker Mayfield could be. Plus, I mean, he's got a decent amount of mobility. Like Toon said, he rushed for 800 yards in college. I think Howell has a legitimate chance to say that, Hey, I was maybe the best pick at 205 in a super flex. Mm, indeed. I, again, the, just the murkiness of this quarterback class, like getting the last one that much later than all the rest of the big five. I can't disagree with you. How about any of your other picks? I know I, I didn't mean to cut you short there. I know we we're kind of going back and forth with Jameson Williams, but was there any other picks you wanted to shout out of yours that, that you really love? Like I said, Sky Moore, when you picked him, I was pissed. I really like where you got him. What, what did you like oh, about Sky? I love Sky. His ability to uh, just dominate in the slot, whether it's on fade routes out of the slot or just leaving a, his defender standing and cutting inside just fluidly, catching the ball. And he's very, very strong after the catch. Let's see if I can get, find my little notes right here on it. Had a few notes made up. That's a – he was – did you know he was recruited as a two-way athlete with a background playing quarterback and defensive back? Like he's a vastly slept-on uh, athlete. I'm blanking for a minute there. 
But he's falling because he's going to be best suited in like an RPO game. Like if, say, San Francisco gets rid of Debo and they add Sky Moore, Sky Moore should, if he doesn't already, just fly up draft boards. Mm. That's a position where he would just feast. Okay. But to me, he's just he's just that guy that offers you the ability to get on the field, push for it day one, and maybe by the end of year one, he starts to break out and takes that step forward year two, starts yeah. to pay dividends. And you just keep hearing, like, yeah, I mentioned Kansas City, Green Bay, like, and I've also even seen the Bills, like, report that they're interested in these explosive, great offenses. When you hear that they're interested in the guy, we should also be interested as fantasy owners, whether or not he lands there. Those teams know what they're doing when they're scouting offensive talent. So if, if they love him, then we probably should too. And, and God forbid he does land with the Chiefs or the Packers and, and potentially takes over as a number one. I love that idea of like if Debo's gone and he takes whoever ends up there in addition to IU, you're going to get huge bumps. So yeah, those would be very intriguing fits for sure. Uh, did you take any running back stuck? I feel like you, you nailed Eli Mitchell in our draft last year. So I kind of believe in your running back whispering truths here. You got a couple late. Who Who's going to be this Eli Mitchell duck? The next Eli Mitchell is, well, the next guy that erupts on the scene like Eli Mitchell is going to be Damian Pierce out of Florida. Okay. The guy is absolutely slept on. In fact, as a matter of fact, he's my bold call. I'm going to go ahead and just jump to that really quick. Damian Mitchell is the next Alvin Kamara. That, that is pretty bold. Tell me why. <laughs> He's not as naturally fluid as a pass catcher as Kamara, but everything else about his game is Kamara. He's a tough he's a tough physical runner. Kamara can be tough physical. He likes to avoid tackles, but he's not afraid to lower his shoulder, shoulder and lower the boom. Every time Damian Pierce was touching the ball, he was ripping off play after play after play. I think he – 38% of his runs went for over five yards, if I recall right. I think that's what uh, was on Graham Barfield's yards created. He was constantly just ripping off chunk after chunk after chunk. Teams couldn't stop him, and he had a real nose for the end zone. Was it like 13 touchdowns last year on a 100 rushes? Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. And for that idiot coach would not use him. It, it made no sense to me. Yeah, the usage did not match the the ability potential. Did he did he lead Barfield's yards created? I actually have not. I didn't even realize that was out already. Uh, so uh, some, some he's got the uh, things up. Let's see. We're looking at class twenty twenty two. Nope, not twenty sixteen. Where is he at? Yeah, I didn't know he already Here's, was done the twenty twenty two class. So I definitely need to. He came in behind Kenneth Walker, James Cook, and mm. I think there was one more. Yeah, James Cook is my uh, – Brees Hall. Brees Hall was 4.55 yards created after, per attempt, and Damian Pierce was 4.53. Gotcha. Okay. So, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, that could be an interesting one. And I can't – who who am I to doubt the guy that picked out Eli Mitchell last year? Uh, not but, to mention oh. he uh, forced .38 missed tackles on receptions and .31 per rush attempt. Like, I mean, That's the guy's stuff. just waiting to explode. He led the class in – one of the two, I think it was receptions. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. 2.1. Okay. Yeah. I see you're, you're right up here. Yeah. Solid mm -hmm. stuff. Well, duck, uh, we got to keep it rolling here, but I do want you to at least shit on one person here. Who was your least favorite pick of the draft and why? Oh gosh. Let's see. Uh, Hey, Emory, you see this hat? 
this gives me the exclusive rights to pick Wandale. And also, what the hell are you thinking letting Wandale get to 306? I made the mistake. I was going to try to just snake him through and play game three, but I should have taken him at 304. I should have taken him where I took Tyler Beatty at 209. What the hell are you thinking? You watched what he did to Penn State. You watched what he did to the uh, whole entire SEC. He's a little undersized, but that man knows how to cook a defense. What the hell are you thinking? So you're complimenting Emory or yelling at him? Because it sounds like to me you're you're saying you got yourself a steal there and you're yelling at all of us for letting Waddell fall that far. It's both. He got him and I'm frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel it seeping off of you. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe that Debo, uh, Scott Barrett potentially, we're talking about how it's one of his favorite guys. And you know my, my feelings for Scott Barrett and his analysis. He, he has him, I think, in his top seven, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to misquote. Uh, what he has, but I was reading his, his thing this weekend, and man, uh, he's all in on Wanda. I forget exactly where he ranked him, so that's another good guy to have in your your field there. Um, well, Duckling, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the time. Any last shout-outs or predictions or anything you want to give before I, I toss it on over to Dane here? Chase Market Gaines. Uh, Tyler Beatty's being slept on. But you like Damian Pierce more. You took you took Beatty before Pierce, but mm-hmm. you like – if, if things were reversed, would you who, who do you predict is going to have the better NFL career? The better NFL career, I would say Damian Pierce. Okay. So you just thought yeah. you could get him maybe a little bit later? and or Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I expect Beatty to have a sh- much longer leash and see the field earlier. Yeah, those blinders are on, clearly. But we will, uh, we will see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome, Duck. Well, thank you so much again for the time, brother. You want to shout out? Uh, what's your follow? Make sure uh, people know. Oh, you can find me at iDuck14. I got to eventually get around to tailoring this Twitter handle to represent RSJ a little bit. But that's where you can find me. Perfect. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks again for the time. Now, since I'm looking forward to this draft, I'm looking for the real draft. I know we're talking about like a mock here. I can't wait for our real uh, dynasty draft. This, I, I haven't been the biggest dynasty gamer. I'm just starting to slowly get into it. But the more lately, these last couple of weeks, the more and more we talk about that, I've been reading about the rookies. I'm like, all right, this is this is the good shit. I'm 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 got I gotta get the, the, the gas pedal down a little bit more. It's um, this is fun. This is where it gets really fun. But awesome duck. Thanks again for the time. And we'll now welcome on in Mr. Chase Market Gaines. How are we doing today, brother? Not bad yourself. Hey, not bad at all. <laughs> Recorded from school, <laughs> never the uh, ideal circumstance here, but schedules get moved and the boys were able to uh, accommodate. I really appreciate it. So thanks for the time coming on. Um, mm-hmm. Such is life, right? On the draft, my man. How? What, what are your thoughts on your picks uh, overall? Kind of. You had the 101. You went Brees Hall. Is that just a no-brainer? Did you even think twice about it, or would you do that every single time? Well, I sometimes I think about this. Like, I, I wish somebody could, like – or maybe me one day. Like sometimes I imagine what if the RSJ crew was made into like NBA jam characters, right? And just to see the graphic and everybody would have their ratings below their eight bit face and shit. Like I feel like for me, just based on a decade and a half of doing redraft, I'd be like free agency, seven trades, eight drafting, three. Like that's it's never, never really been my jam for some reason, but, um, so this has been like I'm ready to get roasted for my picks here, you know. Absolutely. I don't think that. that bad, man. I I didn't hate it, and I, I mean, Brees Hall, you're handed a, a gimme at one at one right. Actually, right? The if I didn't go with Brees Hall, yeah. Yeah, if I didn't go with Hall, I could could probably be everybody's least favorite pick. It sounds like you're crazy if you don't go with Brees Hall at this point. 
But, uh, you know, who knows? Like last July, we do the RSJ Dynasty startup, my first startup, you know, my first experience with Dynasty there. This is going to be my first, um, you know, rookie draft coming up. And I'm here. It's kind of the same logic as I don't have a favorite pick right now. I don't have a least favorite pick right now. I don't have a bold prediction right now. Is that I'm ready to, for the same reason, I traded away my 22 draft capital and focused on 23 in our, in our league. So I'm ready to sit through one of these things and just absorb and learn and just so that by the time, you know, next year came around, I'd be ready and I wouldn't be picking some scrub who later on that I'm stuck with, you know? So beyond just the learning factor, it is sounding almost everyone would agree that 2023 is a much stronger class in general. So you're kind of getting ahead of the game in that sense by getting rid of the 2022s. Yes. There's some great receivers in this class potentially, but man, I I don't think that's a bad strategy. One to learn the ropes. Maybe I need to be taking a page out of your book. Uh, But two, just also the, the prospects in that class are a whole lot stronger. So I don't think it's a horrible strategy. You took Brees Hall, you know, obviously the best pass catching back here, most explosive 40. I mean, he's got it all. I do think landing spot, you know, let's say Kenneth Walker lands with the Bills and and Brees Hall goes to the Bucks where he's behind you know, Fortnite or whatever, could end up flipping things by the time we get to draft day. But as of right now, I, I think that's a no-brainer prospect pick. You follow that up with Kenny Pickett, which I know you're already texting that you're regretting this one. <laughs> Why is that? Well, you know- uh, you know, experts and scouts can't seem to agree on whether or not he has arm strength for the pros. You know, and that's what I'm trying to rely on here for the most part, uh, diving into this thing, you know, right off the bat. A couple things I, I liked about Pickett is that there was – it seemed like the passing scheme was tailored to get him prepared for the pros. It was like a full field uh, – required full field reads. For better or worse, um, when I see guys make huge jumps in production from one year to the next, that stands out to me that – as a sign that this, the, you know, the game's slowing down for him. So for Kenny Pickett to go, you know, the big thing is the touchdown interception ratio went from 13 to nine in 2020 in 2021 that went to 42 and seven, but you know, a couple other things with that completion percentage up six points to 67% yards per attempt up a yard and a half to 8.7 air yards per attempt up three full yards to 9.7. Now, the legitimacy of that comes into question now because of 2020 COVID rules. He did take advantage of the fifth grade eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be 24 by the time he plays uh, as a rookie. You know, as far as best fit goes, you know, my first thought was Carolina. But apparently the, the Steelers think Kenny Pickett is more likely to succeed in the NFL than Malik Willis. So it came out, I believe, yesterday. So. I mean, you got to slide that in there, but, you know, I with the 1-7, I was kind of trying to think, like, who who's the most likely second quarterback behind Willis? He's obviously popular. But who, who's the next best quarterback who, who can maybe string together uh, a career for you, especially, you know, in super flex leagues, if you can plug him in that super flex spot for, you know, uh, several years at least, then – I'd say the 1-7 is worth that. In general, I'd probably take him a little higher than I should have. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? I'm new. I'm new. <laughs> it's not ter- I mean, he is the most, as you mentioned, pro-ready. Like, he's getting linked to the Panthers. He's been linked to the, the Saints, to decent enough organizations there. So 
and then like you mentioned the Steelers like him more than anybody. I get they've they've been great at evaluating talent these last years. So could be could be the play uh, for sure. Just doesn't have that that Konami upside that a lot of these other quarterbacks, Coral and and uh, even Howell who went two hundred five. To me, the wide receivers in that range, it's just tough to pass on an Olave, a Jamison, uh, you know, any of those that those top five tier uh, Burks, not not Pickens where, where Emory took him by any means, but ultimately everybody else uh, I, I think could uh, ultimately go in there. Um, Ritter, as as Duck shouted out, but I, I would I have I do have Pickett as the two because I do think he is uh, maybe even above Willis, more likely to have a, an actual NFL career of multiple seasons. I just don't know how. Great those will be. Uh, you I've heard Tannehill rushing upside, which is, you know, it's not necessarily Konami, but it's like there. You know, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. With small hands. I don't know. I'm a big, big guy. <laughs> big hands here. Myself. So I can't pass yeah. it up. Well, uh, is there any others, you know, if, who else from your draft class, if you want to pick one or two more that you would uh, like to shout out? And then we'll get into your worst and, and least favorite, your, your best and least pick, favorite picks. Well, I mean, I'm willing to eat crow on Pierre Strong. You know, seemed like he would get. He seemed like he would be good to just kind of. Um, he might not necessarily be like an outside runner. He seems like he could uh, struggle, accelerate, and get to the outside. But he seems to have good awareness as far as where the run lanes are, and you know, getting inside. It seems like he could glide, especially once he gets to the second level. Um, I fit him with the Texans and the 49ers. You know, I just. You could put the Falcons with all these running backs, probably, but they need pretty much they need a lot of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, he tested better than anybody. That that combine was is why a lot of people are, are really getting into this guy. Four three seven forty, uh, two point five five twenty yard, one point five one ten yard, really explosive guy. I mean, thirty six vertical. I mean, definitely a lot of intrigue there uh, at, at his your know, size and strength. Intriguing for sure. So as an a- pure athlete, I'd like that pick. Uh, I do think you took him over a few more proven running backs, but I guess that's kind of the balance, right? It's like what freak could then just take that athleticism to the next level versus do we want production on, at the college? Uh, it's it's different, uh, different battle there. So I could see him. I don't know that you're going to have to eat crow on him. I didn't hate that pick by any means. Hey, we're <laughs> like I said, we all, we all don't know anything yet. This is as far as like the NFL draft happens and some of these teams that these guys end up on is, who knows how much this could just mix this all up. Um, Absolutely. With Trey McBride at 212, 212, unless it's the pick's traded away, that's the person who won your league, and you can make a pick that doesn't necessarily need to produce right away. So Trey McBride seems like, you know, I don't know how many people are arguing any, anyone else as a top 10 of the class. Yeah. And I haven't gone to, you know, obviously Packers. Uh, there's not really a lot of tight end needy teams, but – you think about the Packers, you think about possibly the Bucks now that um, Cameron Brate's kind of the, the top guy and you don't know about Gronk and stuff like that. But I was also thinking about the Vikings. Didn't know if, um, you know, McBride's touted for his blocking kind of more than he is his receiving skills. So you get him into a, you know, a Clint Kubiak rushing scheme there. They, you know, Vikings just lost Tyler Conklin. Maybe McBride goes there. Yeah, it could be. I mean, personally, I'd love to see him go to the Chargers and play with Herbert. I know they signed uh, Everett, but Everett's not insurmountable by any means. So I'd love to see that one personally. But, yeah, I'm with it. Top tight end prospect for sure in the draft. Um, All right, just hit us real quick, Dane, with your your least favorite pick 
and your your favorite pick of the draft. And I got to get Emery on here, and then I got to sprint down to the baseball field because they need someone to put the scoreboard on. <laughs> so, uh, let us know. What do you think? Who, who's your favorite pick? And if you have a bold prediction as well. So I I don't have a least. I I don't have I don't, I don't have like the. I don't have the experience yet to be going to make it a, mo- a favorite, a least favorite, and to just none of us do. We're not professionals <laughs> here, but to, to, well, professional fantasy players, of course, but we're not professional scouts. What what pick either made you like, oh damn, I wish I got that guy, or like, hmm, well, why did that guy go here? Even if it's like you're not a professional, we get it. But who who comes to mind? I mean, you kind of have to go. You kind of have to go, Jameson Williams, as favorite. Yeah, who's not? Like you said, he could probably be the lowest he goes at 111. Um, as far as any more mock drafts or real drafts we're doing, Doug wants me to trash him. Doug, whatever running backs you're high on, I'm following right behind you and just listening and taking that all in, you know, Mr. Eli Mitchell over here. But we need some, We need a few more of these uh, sleeper running back articles before, you know, before drafts happen and stuff. Get some, uh, get some, yeah, get some of our – <laughs> Get some of our wolves on top of these uh, these real sleep these real sleepers here that nobody's talking about. Definitely, awesome, Dave. Well, thanks again so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time and being flexible with the schedule. I know it was uh, it hasn't been easy getting this going. My schedule's been all over the place with these games, so I really really appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you. Awesome, man. Cheers. Oh, I didn't even change the banner for you. My apologies. Oh, duck went, duck had me uh, hypnotized. My fault, Dave. But thanks again. And last here to welcome on is Mr. Dinsmore, Emery. Getting shit on throughout this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Catch now a to defend your, defend your turf here. What's yeah, going okay. on, Emery? So in, the, in our little chat here, we had uh, an A.J. Green comp. I just pulled up some quick career numbers. A.J. Green, 143 games, 68 touchdowns, averaging 10.1 fantasy points per game throughout his career. 10,000-yard receiver, uh, 14.6 yards per reception. So if if George Pickens is anything like A.J. Green, that will be very fine with me. I think uh, George Pickens sort of uh, turns into a rookie Chase Claypool. You know, he's a guy, a big-bodied receiver, willing to go up and high point the ball. I think uh, outside Drake London, one of the better high point uh ball catchers in the draft um yeah a guy that's going to be a red zone threat for a while uh so i'll i'll defend that pick i can i can see where i should have taken a few guys ahead of him maybe but i'll defend my pick touchdowns are worth more than yards right they sure are and you certainly can box him out and, and leap over him with the best of him. i think drake london versus him is a good comparison he might be the, the second best there burks used that big body decently well uh, but man, I, he is graceful, like with that, that ball tracking skills. I think that's a great thing to toss out. I wonder if he's just fully refined enough to make him ahead of an Olave, ahead of a Jamison Williams with that speed. I think that's more what the issue is. I don't think anybody like hates Pickens here, but six just feels early to me. I don't know. I, I can, I can agree with the fact that it's a little early, but I like, I like a guy who's going to, going to, going to catch, catch touchdown passes, you know, going to be a red zone threat, a guy that's going to, uh, score every other game. Those two touchdown games are pretty great for fantasy, you know, like they are this guy. This guy's a game winner, you know, like in the in the fantasy sense, catches a lot of passes. Uh, great. He's got a, a, a decent vertical, a decent 40 yard dash, uh, bigger wingspan for his height. 
great, like I said, great, great, uh, high point catcher. I think that's going to be, uh, I think it's going to, that's become a huge part of the NFL is the red zone offense. I mean, we see teams that are good in the red zone turn into teams that win ball games, you know, like that's, that, that's how, that's how you win football games and touchdowns are great for fantasy. You know, that's the best, it's the best way to score. Yeah, we'll see if the uh, the pre-injury form, if he's able to regain that, then maybe it's a a great discount for whatever team ends up taking him. And he could be the guy that goes in that range to the Packers, the Chiefs. We keep highlighting, you know, as much as I love all these prospects, until I figure out who's going to the Packers and who's going to the Chiefs, that's going to throw everything up for me. And I know it maybe shouldn't, and that's why people go, well, that's how you end up with McCole. No, it's, right. you know, yeah, it's one bad name. And, like, and there's been plenty of cases where landing spot, has has really dictated breakouts and dictated the short short stunting, uh, the growth here. So you start with Pickens at the top. Uh, most people saying it's their least favorite, but hey, mm-hmm. uh, you make a, a fairly worthy case. And the guy, I mean, he's a dog. Too. I just love watching him play and the way he stands up for his teammates and is like willing to fight anybody. He, you yeah. don't mess with him. So I Physical do like that a lot. Uh, for sure. What else about your draft? Who else did you take that you either like or you might have regretted? Talk us through some more of your picks that you want to highlight. Uh, I think I, I took uh, Matt Corral at uh, 112, the last pick of the first round. I figure uh, Ian said it best. You have to take a flyer on quarterbacks. I don't think he'll drop this far in most Superflex rookie drafts. But uh, if it, at, available at, the, at my picking spot, I think he was a guy to – guy to take i mean he was the heisman uh favorite for the first six to eight weeks of the college season a guy who's doesn't have the greatest deep ball but is probably the most accurate quarterback in the in in the this group here i think that he's uh he's he's again a dog like you said about pickens uh willing to go play for his team even though like like we saw in his bowl game got hurt but wanted to go out and and play with his boys, you know, like this is a, a guy that's willing to fight for his team. And I think, I think in my write-up, I wrote that he was uh, a guy that will really benefit from being in a system for a little bit. I don't think he's a day one starter on any NFL team, but I think teams like Minnesota, Tampa Bay, uh, Indianapolis, after getting Matt Ryan, I think if, if, uh, if Coral can go and, learn from some of these uh, guys, these older guys who have miles in the NFL, like we'll be able to develop into one. Uh, I, I honestly think that this, that uh, Coral is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. It's that's another hot take. That's another me picking, uh, taking George Pickens in the, in the first round. But I think he's, I think he's got the accuracy. I think he has a ball placement. Something I'm a big, big, big fan with, of him. Um, and then I think I, t- I went and took uh, Isaiah Spiller next. From I, I did love that pick. I will, I will say this too, Tannenbaum. I keep bringing him up just because I talked to him on Friday, but he did say Coral, as his bold prediction, he thinks he's going to be the best quarterback in the class. I think the Colts shout out too, learning under Reich, learning with Matt Ryan. Like that would be, you know, yeah, you might not get anything this year, but down the line, yeah. could really develop under a really – I love Reich. I think he's one of the better coaches – um, I could see that being a, a beautiful spot for him. Um, and he's my number three quarterback. I, I like where you took him uh, yeah. after Ritter. I think that was a, a solid landing spot for sure. And I love where you took Spiller. I was hoping that he might fall to me at 203. What did you like about Spiller? I liked – the thing that stood out to me is 179 attempts for over 1,000 yards. 
it didn't take it. That's, that's an insane sort of yards per carry. He also caught 25 passes. He was involved enough in the passing game. And I mean, this guy was uh, one of the top running backs in last year's class. If he came out, he probably would have gone in the first two rounds of the real NFL draft would have been a, a top running back and came back and didn't have the same season he had in 2020, but an incredible season. Like, like I said, 179 attempts for a uh, thousand and eleven yards. Uh, big guy, physical runner, great pass blocker, uh, and I think that those are things in certain organizations, like you said, with Reich in New England, uh, in Minnesota. I would say too, positional blocking, uh, like running backs that can block for their position, physical runners, guys able, willing to put their body on the line to help the team. I think that Spiller is one of the better, uh, one of the better big body running backs in the game. And the, in this draft class, I mean, he's six foot two seventeen, big guy. Um, and also, also a quick guy. I mean, like, let me pull up his uh, 40 time real quick if I can find it. Yeah, his 40 actually, I, I, I'm not mistaken. I think his 40 under well. He didn't run at the official combine. I think his pro day wasn't great, but his play speed definitely pops far more than his actual like time speed, which I, personally I value more. I don't really care about a 40 yard dash all too much. Yeah, it does, you know, bump people up here and there. But I, I'm a big fan of the play speed, as you mentioned, the way he churns out almost six yards a pop for three straight, you know, five. Over 5.4 for three straight years, 5.4 or more yards per carry. The guy, three-year starter. I just love, like, when you can take over as a freshman and be a starter and be like, yeah. really good, <laughs> that means SEC. he's got something, right? You know, like, SEC defenses, too. Like, yeah. They, yeah, the SEC. Not a joke. <laughs> right, no, not at all. Um, so, no, he's a great name to toss out there. Uh, big, big fan of his his body of work. In terms of just watching tape, he actually – I thought he looked better than Brees Hall to me. That, 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 it's just my eyes. I, I don't know. I, I really liked what I saw. I just was disappointed he didn't test. Um, I was hoping to see some explosive numbers to match the explosive stats we've seen. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit of work. But I, I love that Minnesota shutout. Even though he played in a, a zone scheme um, under under Jimbo Fisher all at Texas A&M. Right. That could be a really intriguing fit to back up Dalvin Cook. And if something bad happens, you know, Madison, yeah, he's been very productive. But I could see Spiller overtaking that. And I, I, I think Madison gets some gets some starting money somewhere in, in the next two years. I think along the same lines as Tony Pollard too. I depend. It, it, it's an interesting situation there. Uh, Dallas would be would be a great fit for Isaiah Spiller if the if Dallas doesn't want to pay Tony Pollard as well. I just think that there there there's ample backup minutes in the NFL, and you know with running backs, it's it's great to have the stockpile of them because. The most most injured position in the league. I mean, guys come out of nowhere all the time as great backup running backs who earn earn touches. Yeah. I think he's got the opportunity for that. I think it's a great con. Probably won't, won't be a day one starter, but could definitely make some noise if and when he does get his his, his moment there. I like it. What about your your favorite pick of the draft? Did you have one you, you loved, and is there one you you want to shout out? You've gotten a, a couple hate picks here. Is there one you want to shout out? Uh, to return the hate to anybody else, I on I honestly think people picked really well. Uh, I think my favorite my favorite pick is yours at two hundred four, Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson in this great slew of wide receivers in this draft. I think Jahan Dotson has the opportunity to be one of the better ones, top two, top three. I mean, one hundred and forty six targets, a thirty five percent target share. A guy that wants to get the ball, wants the ball in his hand. 
he's been uh, skyrocketing up the actual like NFL draft boards. He's probably going to go in the first round, if not early second round. I mean, especially with all of these, uh, with all of these wide receivers in the draft, I think Jahan Dotson has an opportunity to be a, uh, a, a massive NFL find. I mean, I also, I also love these Penn state wide receivers, uh, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. And then you look at Mike Gusecki, guys like that. I mean, Saquon t- caught the ball all the time. Penn state is turning out professional football players. And I think Jahan Dotson is going to be added to that list soon. He's probably my favorite pick. Um, I do, I do sort of like my own pick at 207 with Kyron Williams, uh, pass catching running back. 42 receptions for 359 uh, back-to-back seasons with 200 carries, a thousand yard rush, a thousand yards rushing and 13 or more touchdowns in back-to-back seasons at a premier college, uh, a premier football brand that plays the premier teams in college football. I think he, uh, yeah, a little bit slow in the 40. I guess I'm picking that. I guess that's my trend picking slow running backs, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think he's got a I, I think my my player comp was Kareem Hunt, like a guy that can catch the ball, a bigger bodied guy who can uh, use his tempo, get up to speed and get out in space and do that sort of thing. I mean, that back back to back seasons with a thousand yards and 13 plus touchdowns is pretty sweet for me, too. I like that pick a lot. The, the pass catching is the biggest highlight there for sure, given how, especially for fantasy leagues, how, you know, a, a reception's worth 3.8 times a carry uh, historically in PPR leagues. So if he carves out even like a, a bigger James White role somewhere or something of that nature, he might have far more value than some of these long striders that are, are caught in a, a jumble. And in this class, I don't know that there's too many names besides maybe Brees Hall, maybe Kenneth Walker that really could emerge as the main guy. So that, that could be an interesting route, similar to, a lot of people taking with Rashad White, just the pass catching right. upside for a lot of people uh, makes sense there. What about your worst favorite? I, I got to get running in about five minutes, but I, I got to give you a chance to shit on somebody. I know you said we all drafted well, but people have hated on your pickings pick too many times. You got to give it back to somebody. Ducks pointing at him; he wants it. I know Snowdeal would want uh, some some hate there. He's he's reaching for it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he 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 really is. But I think uh, I mean uh, Pierre Strong, running back. I think just looking at the numbers, he's carried the ball a lot in college. Been a been a horse in college. So I just like if I have to pick someone that I don't like, it's a guy that's gotten a lot of miles in college. A guy that has been beaten up before. Two hundred and forty carries last year. I that that's. Guy doesn't catch the ball much either. Twenty-two receptions. Uh, that's probably my pick for my least favorite. If I have to make something, you know, anybody, anybody who's, who's player comp to Tevin Coleman is not really gonna excite me that much. Fair enough. I, I did think he went above some more proven running backs that I would not have taken him over, at least. So I, I could see that one for sure. Awesome, Emery. Well, I'm gonna bring all the boys back in just to say uh, thank you, gentlemen. For your time. I know it's not been easy getting this thing scheduled. We thought we had it one night, then it gets moved, then I get a baseball game. We got to move all the time. So, gentlemen, this was a blast catching up with all of you, doing all our, our draft analysis here together. We will absolutely be rerunning this mock back after we have new landing spots and kind of reevaluate. And that'll be fun to kind of look at. Okay, Jameson Williams at 11, and now he's going at two because the Chiefs traded up for him, and he's, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But that's what's going to make the draft so damn fun. It's going to be fun to look back at this mock we all did 
I'm sure we'll all link back up. Maybe CJ will emerge by then. Who knows? I actually forgot he was at work as being an asshole. Because uh, most of us are. So cheers, guys. Thanks again so much for your time there. You can find all our content at rotorstreetjournal.com. We need the advanced world. If you enjoyed this and you haven't already, please consider hitting that thumbs up on your way out. Consider subscribing to the channel. But guys, thanks again. Have a great rest of your, week, rest of your weeks and look forward to draft day. Let's go, baby. See you, Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs>